0: Good morning and welcome to Harmony Ministries online Easter resurrection service. We are so thrilled that you're joining us here uh, live on Facebook or later on on YouTube or wherever it is that you consume your uh, online church. Uh, we are thrilled to be here to serve a risen Savior, to uh, worship our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we invite you to join with us as we sing. And uh, as we hear from the word this morning, we're going to open with a a great old song, the Easter song, and uh, invite you to sing with us.
1: Hear the bells ringing we can be born again. Hear the bells ringing in are Christ is risen from the dead. The angel upon the tombstone, He is risen just as He said. Quick. I go tell his disciples, Jesus Christ is no longer dead. Joy-tale around us they are ministering jesus power quickly now reach out and receive it for this good be your glorious hour. Joy.
0: If you're just joining us, uh, this is the Harmony Ministries Easter Resurrection Service, and uh, we welcome you. We are thrilled that you're joining us virtually, and uh, I'm going to read from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 to 6. Now, after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave and behold a severe earthquake had occurred for an angel of the lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it and his appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men the angel said to the women do not be afraid for i know that you are looking for jesus who has been crucified he is not here For he has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. He is risen. We're going to sing a great old hymn, which is kind of a staple of of this morning. And uh, it's being sung all over the world today. Christ the Lord is risen today.
1: Christ the Lord is risen today, Alleluia. Sons of men and angels say, hallelujah Raise your joys and triumphs high, Alleluia. Sing ye heavens and earth Hallelujah! Lives again our glorious King. Hallelujah! Where old oh, death is now thy sting. Alleluia. Dying once He all does save Alleluia Where Thy victory, O oh grave Alleluia Love's redeeming work is done Hallelujah fought the fight, the battle won, hallelujah. Death in vain forbids him rise, hallelujah. Christ has opened paradise, hallelujah. Christ has led, hallelujah, following our exalted head, hallelujah, made like him, like him we rise, hallelujah, ours the cross, the grave, the skies, hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4 say, For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. if you were tapping your feet on your couches on that one, because our Redeemer lives. Amen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cross my salvation where your love poured out over me now my soul cries out Hallelujah praising honor to thee. God's own son to purchase and redeem and reconcile the every ones who nailed him to that tree oh that rose salvation where your love poured out over me now my soul cries out hallelujah praise and honor Precious blood that my Jesus spilled. Now the curse of sin has no hold on me. Whom the Son sets free, oh is free indeed. Now my debt is paid. It is paid in full by the prayer. The blood that my Jesus spill Now the curse of sin has no hope.
0: Feet, church.
1: See, the stone is rolled away. Behold, the empty tomb. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. God. Sound
0: Praise and honor unto you, O Lord. Our risen Savior, our King. In the midst of such uncertainty, in the midst of a crisis that the entire world is going through, Lord. You are the King. You are on the throne. You are sovereign. You are good. You are our Savior. And you are alive. We worship you. We love you move in our hearts and in our minds this morning. Philippians 2, 9-11 says, For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father,
1: We might become His righteousness He humbled Himself and carried the cross more of all.
0: Messiah, Lord of all, we are going to take a quick break. Your screen is going to fade to uh, a video, and we're going to reset here and uh, hear the word. Amen.
2: Well, welcome back. It's good to see you this morning. Welcome. I'd like to repeat Mike's welcome earlier. Uh, If you're a regular Harmony member, it's really great to see you. If you're just dropping in, you're welcome. I'm reminded of something that the Apostle Peter said when he was preaching at Pentecost. He made a comment about Jesus. He said it was impossible for death to hold him. It was impossible for death to hold Jesus. And yes, he went through death. Um, but death could not hold him because he was sinless. He bore our sin. He paid the penalty. And that's what we're celebrating this morning. And we're going to be hearing about a more detail from Pastor John in a couple of minutes. But it was absolutely impossible that Jesus could stay in that grave. And we celebrate the fact that the grave was empty and he is alive. Amen. You are allowed to get excited. Amen. 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 (laughs) Well, notices a bit unusual, not much going on. Some home groups may be meeting on Zoom and other groups keep in touch with your group leader if you want to know what's going on. A number of people have asked, can we do anything to help church people or other people? And uh, Kelly Ashley is coordinating offers of help and things that need help, people who need help. So if you're one of those people who's saying, well, I've got more time, I'd like to help somebody, then talk to Kelly Ashley, and she will fill you in on what's going on, because we have got some links into the community and into the church, so there might be something that you can do. Um, If you're not sure how to contact Kelly Ashley, then email the church office, and you'll be put in touch. Um, We may also... Uh, Be working up to be able to support our friends in Kenya. And in due course, Pastor John may be saying something about that. That might be a financial gift. So if you are losing money because you're out of work, nobody's going to put any pressure on you. But if you're one who uh, is okay financially, you might want to consider helping when that comes along in due course. We normally have the offertory prayer and you can still give you can give online you can write a check and pop it in the post the mail or you can set up an automatic monthly order from your bank um, but I'm just going to lead us in prayer now thank you for those who are contributing thank you for all your faithfulness thank you for all you've been doing uh, and let's pray now before pastor john preaches lord we want to thank you for the impossibility of death holding jesus We want to thank you that the certainty is that he rose again and he's alive and he's coming again and sin's lost its power on us because it lost its power on Jesus. And because he rose from the dead, so will we. This morning we celebrate that truth and say, Hallelujah, he is alive forevermore. And hallelujah, we are alive in him. We will live forever. One day we will trade this mortal body and we will have a resurrection body. Lord, some of us are feeling anxious at the moment. Some of us are feeling vulnerable. And we rejoice in the truth of resurrection. But Lord, we say, Help us, for we are frail, we are weak, we are concerned. Some of us feel that perhaps we are vulnerable to this virus more than others. We've been put in a group that's been labeled vulnerable through whatever it may be, whether it's age or other infirmity. And Lord, we feel a bit afraid at times. Lord, will you look upon us in mercy and comfort? Will you help us to keep our eyes on you? Lord, your word so often says, do not fear. And we read that and we say, yeah, I won't fear. And yet it's so difficult, Lord. And you know that. Lord Jesus, you sweated drops of sweat of blood in Gethsemane for us. You went through anguish. Lord, we can never go through anything like that. But, Lord, look upon our situation with mercy and grace. We come to you for help this morning. We ask that as we celebrate your resurrection that you will enable us to rejoice in that while still being concerned about our circumstances. So be with those who perhaps are unwell, those who are recovering from previous operations or surgery. We pray that your blessing might be upon them. We pray that your blessing might be upon all of us now as we hear your word, as we listen to the truth. Lord, may it register in our minds and our hearts and our souls. We ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And now over to Pastor John.
3: Amen. Well, thank you, worship team, and thank you, Pastor Derek and everyone who made things happen. If we were uh, on live television, I cost you about uh, two thousand dollars in dead airspace because I got so excited about the resurrection, I trashed the studio. Uh, it was an accident. My team helped me put it all back together so that we look reasonable today. Well, let me begin with uh, what you're probably missing because every year when we get together on this day in particular, putting it on the screen, he is risen. I could hear you all the way to the Harmony property from your homes. It also helped having Mike Hopper in the studio to say, he is risen indeed, and that's appropriate. Well, I want to uh, begin by talking a little bit about a surprise. Packages are kind of fun when you don't know what's in them. And uh, there's just a picture of a plain brown paper bag package there. And uh, the reason I do this is because this is the time if, If mom and dad or somebody, grandma, aunt, uncle, caretaker, whoever is at home and has kids in the home, this is the time to send your kids off to look for something that you clever parents have hidden for them, a little surprise. So I'm going to give you a minute to scurry around, and if it takes more than 45 minutes, parents, give them a hint and uh, help them out so that uh, the whole morning doesn't disappear on you. But I hope they all find a surprise, and uh, I hope they enjoy it. And by now, probably they have found it, and they're shrieking and screaming and all of that going on, I hope. Speaking of surprises, do you know that the people who hung out with Jesus for three to four years were completely surprised? When Jesus rose from the dead, they shouldn't have been. In fact, we have a picture that's uh, an old artwork from Albrecht Durer and uh, his, his engraving, is picture of the resurrection. And if you look carefully, you see the guards laying. We heard that quoted out of the scripture earlier in the service. The guards fainted with fear. They were quite surprised when Jesus came back from the grave. And, and incidentally, Uh, That wonderful story, the accounts at the ends of the Gospels that talk about the resurrection of Jesus, you know that the angels rolled the stone away from the mouth of the grave not to let Jesus out. I hope you all know that. He didn't need help not to let him out. It was so that people could look in and see that they've never found the body. The disciples found it alive alive. And uh, that's the story, and that's the truth, and that's the fact, and that's why we celebrate Easter the way we do, that he is risen, he's risen indeed, that life was absolutely changed by this amazing surprise that God orchestrated. There are numbers of surprises we experience. Let me, uh, let me tell you that uh, some surprises are fun, but not life-changing. Some surprises are life transformational. Let me tell you one that's not all that life changing. Uh, Last Sunday, first time in my adult life, I remember ever going to church in my pajamas. Pastor Tim was preaching. I stayed in my pajamas just to do it and watched the service of worship from Harmony Ministries on my wife's phone. That was a whole new experience. Probably won't transform my life, because next time, like today, I put clothes on rather than jammies. Uh, But it was a surprise. It was fun. But uh, think about some of the surprises we're experiencing culturally. 2001, September 11th, our life was radically changed forever. Things have not quite been the same in America, being as vulnerable as we were realizing uh, we're a city without walls, so to speak, and uh, there we were, faced with uh, terrorism and security issues that we never had to think about before and has totally changed our life. I remember our son-in-law on duty in New York City as an Army National Guardsman carrying weapons, things we never saw when I was growing up traveling the subways to work in New York City. That has totally changed our lives. Now... We're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. And people are wondering if things aren't going to totally change forever now as well. I know for me, uh, there are some changes like becoming more tech savvy out of necessity. and uh, But I'm thinking about, oh, somebody asked the question. It might have been uh, Pastor Ashley's wife um, as we were prepping to drop some uh, gift packages around the, the church community. Um, Are we going to change the way Americans greet each other? It's a great question. Um, I had the privilege of ministering in Japan during a summer and I love the Japanese culture. And the way you greet is by bowing. You don't touch each other. And if it's a long, hearty handshake or hug, you bow lower and longer. And uh, maybe that will become our style in America. I'm easy to go with that. I'm already prepared. But. Who knows what changes we're going to have? There's all kinds of factors because of a surprise that comes into our life that might change us forever. Well, today uh, I want to talk about this glorious reality of the resurrection and think about it. If somebody actually came back from the grave, then COVID-19 is a defeated virus. Really? Really? I have a friend, I've mentioned him before, Dan Little, and uh, pastor's up in the Binghamton area, and he wrote a little sermon. I read his notes once in a while. He sends them to me, wants to know what I think. I usually like it. And uh, here's what he says. When they develop a vaccine or a sure remedy for COVID-19... And it becomes available worldwide. How many people refuse to make use of it, saying, well, that's not fair for someone to say that this is the only remedy available? Well, the fact is some people will object, some for right reasons, some for very wrong reasons, but some might object. But the point being, if there's a cure and you could get it down at Walgreens this week, we'd probably go get it. The answer is he thought, no one, they would flock to the nearest place offering the remedy, the way of escape. And I want us to know today that whatever form death comes in, there is a remedy and there is a way of escape. And that made me think about Easter Sunday, the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, and I want to just kind of ramble. A resurrection ramble. Not too long. I'm going to try to keep it tight. But three rambling thoughts and they're not really rambling, they're straight out of Scripture. One is, and uh, if you've gotten the notes off the website, I can read to you my points very quickly. And all the fill-ins are on that now. I'm not going to send you anything else because you've got all the, all the information you need. One is the resurrection is a fact. God made this program called Homo, homo sapien, the human being, to live. We were made to live. And the resurrection proves that we are working the way it's supposed to be working. It's a real fact. The second thing I want to talk about, and this is probably because of the effect of all this technology and using Zoom so much, I've gotten all riled up. I want to talk about the upgrade that uh, Jesus makes available to us. And then at the end, I want to talk about the upload, because you want the upgrade so that you can be uploaded uh, do I dare use the joke, into the clouds, the clouds. I'm getting groans in the studio audience, I just want you to know. Seriously, the resurrection is a fact. Um, an all life-changing event. 2,000 years ago, history was adjusted because of this event. And uh, we're still feeling the effects to this To this uh, day, 2,000 years of church history, the gospel spreading around the world where we mark our seasons by A.D., Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. All of that is a witness to something profound that happened. Those of us who are part of Harmony know we were studying Hebrews, and I won't even take too much time to quote. But the author is telling people, let's move on from these fundamentals. And the fundamentals included the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment, which go together. The facts of Judeo-Christian history, the facts, include the belief in the resurrection of the dead, Old Testament and new. Some of you may be old enough to remember that TV crime drama, uh, Dragnet, Sergeant Friday. He would ask, just the facts, ma'am, nothing but the facts. And when it comes to the gospel, the fundamental central fact, especially in the mind of Paul, whose gospel gospel preaching captured in the book of Corinthians is my text for today, is the facts, the facts of resurrection. Profession of faith for them meant embracing the reality of resurrection, Um, Some of us, when we go to our churches, will recite on a regular basis, perhaps the Lord's Prayer or the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God the Father, maker of heaven and earth. Well, there was a repetitive creed that the church, the early church, used to witness to the resurrection. And Paul uses it in this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to read it out loud with me in a minute. He intros it. I'll say this part, and then I'll tell you when to read. I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. What was the gospel? Here it is, a brief statement that the church used to recite to each other to remind them and encourage them about this reality. So read with me now. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, and then to the twelve. After that he appeared to more than five hundred brethren at one time. Can you imagine? And it finishes off, I won't read it all, but many of them are still alive. When Paul was writing this, if he was making up a story, there were live witnesses who could say, that's not what happened. But nobody did. In fact, the gospel of the resurrection of Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection, spread throughout the Roman Empire in spite of persecution and won the day, eventually. That's where the Holy Roman Empire and all of those historical roots came from. Let me just mention something. There are many reasons to believe the gospel, to believe this truth, many reasons. There are wonderful apologists out there uh, who have written on the subject. Ravi Zacharias is one of the big names. Uh, Lee Strobel, more recently, did The Case for Christ, The Case for Easter. Plenty of rational, intelligent reasons to believe Christianity. It is not scientifically impossible. That's why we embrace it. But beyond that, let me just say one example that encourages me about believing the gospel. One fact that witnesses to the hard, cold truth that Jesus literally rose from the grave. And that is the martyrdom of those early disciples that we just mentioned. Many witnesses, 500 brethren plus, and they know the truth and they're not denying it and because they wouldn't deny it, some of them were put to death for their faith. That's history. You can read about that in many sources. You don't have to read just in the scripture for that. Why does that make me believe? I'll tell you why. Those disciples didn't expect it. They didn't expect it at all. This was not a group of brainwashed, sleeper cell, radicalized disciples who welcome martyrdom and hurting other people. That's not where this came from. They weren't brainwashed. They weren't reprogrammed by sleep deprivation. Their hopes were dashed completely when Jesus was buried. They thought the whole game was over. They thought they were going to be heads of state and vice presidents and all of that. And it all got blown to smithereens in their minds. And they said, let's go back to fishing. We understand that part of the economic system. We'll do that. They didn't even believe it. And when they finally were convinced, they were transformed and would never change their mind again. Putting their lives on the line like that witnesses loudly to something profoundly life-changing. And that's what happened, and that's why we have the effects, 2,000 years. Large portions of the continents around the globe. Not so much here, but South America, Africa, and Asia. People are coming to faith in Jesus and his resurrection by the droves. And by the way, if Jesus rose, then everything else he had to say about eternal truth, spiritual life, how to get to heaven, knowing God, all of it's true. And it's worth your time and effort To read it for yourself, find it in the first four Gospels of the New Testament Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All right, that's the fact. Resurrection is a fact. I want to talk about the upgrade. What does it mean if Jesus rose from the dead? It means we're going to inherit the same thing a resurrection body. We use the phrase now, GMO, on your notes I put a spiritual GMO, a genetically modified organism. The resurrection body is a spiritually modified organism. Working with what was first human life, God raises the dead and changes us radically. Let me point out very quickly, for those who may be listening or are not acquainted with biblical data There's a difference between resuscitation, resuscitation and the resurrection body. When Jesus raised his friend from the dead, Lazarus, who had been dead for four days, by the way, clinically dead, you know, the death certificate had been signed by a credible doctor, not literally, he was gone. Jesus calls him back to life. That body, Lazarus's body, he was still able to stub his toe, cut his finger, contract COVID-19 or whatever was around at the time, he was still going to die again because that was a resuscitation of his body. If he had been given the resurrection body, as later during Jesus' resurrection some other older saints had, they would exit, go from this dimension to the next dimension with ease because the resurrection body is designed Spiritually modified organism that can dwell in two completely different environments. Paul talks about the different kinds of flesh that we have. There's animal flesh, there's human flesh, there's bird, there's fish. That'll work for now. Unless you're Aquaman, you cannot stay underwater for three or four days. I don't know where that water came from. That was from Baltimore, I think. I used to work with a guy from Baltimore, and I must have picked up his water. Anyway, sorry about that. You'd need equipment, like our friend uh, Jim Whittle, who dives for the police here in New York State. You'd need that equipment, but it would run out of air eventually. You need to be modified in order to live underwater. That's just a little inkling of what I'm talking about, because to see God is impossible without evaporating. I need a genetically modified, a spiritually modified body in order to go from this dimension to the next. That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, down in the 40 verses, he says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown perishable, it is raised imperishable. You know the difference between perishable items and imperishable, non-perishables. The new body is imperishable. Go to the bottom. It is so natural, it is raised spiritual. If there's a natural body, there's also a spiritual body, and we're going to carry that kind of body because Jesus paved the way we get to have it as well. Well, ponder this with me just for a minute. It's so hard to talk about that and not think, in my quiet time, in your quiet time, as you read the scripture, do you ever stop and think, what's it gonna be like? What will it be like? This body that Jesus had could suddenly appear in the midst of his brethren, but it wasn't a ghost. You know, this isn't like Obi-Wan coming back to visit this kind of floaty Luke, uh, follow your feeling. You know, it's not like that. When he shows up. He says to his disciples who have a hard time believing that it's really him, look, come over here, doubting Thomas, come over here and stick your hand. Feel this scar in my side. Grab my hands where the wound marks are. I, I triple dog dare you because I'm not a ghost. I'm not a spirit. I have an actual resurrection body that can be touched. It's real. It's the real me he's able to say then, I don't think he needs to eat anymore, but he says, uh, you got anything to eat? I can enjoy that. I can enjoy eating. Do I need to? No, because death can't touch me anymore, but I can enjoy eating. I don't know, what happens if I want to build a, a log cabin during the millennium and I cut myself with a saw? Maybe it's a little like Wolverine, you know, the wound just heals right up. I don't know, I haven't, had, I haven't had a test drive yet, friends. Neither of you, but I'm going to. And when I do, I think some of the glory up there is going to be experiencing exactly what we have because of what Jesus has given me. Are you tired of aches and pains? <laughs> Risks of COVID-19 or whatever else may come in the days ahead? I am too. I remember my wife and I met working with children who were limited to steel chairs that roll. And one of the joys, I think, of the two guys especially that I worked with, Skipper and Calvin, I believe they both made professions of faith in the Lord Jesus. And one of the fun things to be able to tell them is, one day you can use this or you can leave it. You'll be able to walk. In fact, you'll be able to levitate because Jesus was able to. We're going to be able to go from this physical realm into the spiritual realm and back again. I don't know how it works, but it does. We have a body fitted for the heavens. Paul said, flesh and blood, left to yourselves the way we were, born once physically, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. The perishable cannot inherit the imperishable. You've got to have that spiritually modified organism. And that's your gift from the person of Jesus. Some of you may remember the old bumper sticker, born once, die twice, born twice, die once. And it's captured in this whole concept that we celebrate today, the resurrection of Jesus. We get the same deal that Jesus got for us, upgrade. I am looking forward to the upgrade. And by the way, there is no limit on the warranty. Last thing little sidebar on this upgrade you know we also used to sing as kids the worms crawl in the worms crawl out because unless uh, resurrection happens quickly after death you know we start to decay eventually there's very little left but what about people who are caught in a fire some of the early martyrs were burned at the stake or eaten by animals what happens and because of this I'm speaking on the subject because I've had many people as Christians is it wrong they ask is it wrong for to use cremation. Will that damage somehow what God wants to do in resurrection glory? Not in the slightest. There's some insight in this chapter of 15 of 1 Corinthians. One of my rambles here, sidebar. That which you sow does not come to life unless it dies, and that which you sow, you don't sow the body which is to be, but a bare grain perhaps of wheat or something else. God gives it a body just as he wished and each of the seeds a body of its own. In other words, there's a little portion left and that goes into the ground and out of the ground comes something completely new. I love reading some of the old Puritan writers. One of my favorites is Richard Baxter and on the subject of resurrection, he says this if a little seed that bears no show of such a thing can produce the more beautiful flowers of the earth, and if a little acorn can bring forth the greatest oak, why should we at all doubt whether the seed of everlasting life and glory, which is now planted in the blessed souls with Christ, that's us, it's planted in us, can by him communicate the perfection to the flesh that has already been dissolved. In other words, even if it's completely annihilated, God is able to take some genetic core from whatever's left and rebuild the real you and the real me. Kind of reminds us of Jurassic Park, right? Oh, Mr. DNA. Sorry, Derek. Mr. DNA, just a small promise to us in Jesus Christ. Every time I stand at a graveside, to set to rest the earthly tent, the temporary dwelling place, as it's called in the scripture, of a brother or sister. I will read this passage from 1 Corinthians 15. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall all be changed. The old language for this was we will be translated, if you will, transformed. We shall be changed. This perishable must put on the imperishable. This mortal must put on immortality. When that happens, the end of the passage says, then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Some of you know the rest by heart. Oh, grave, where is your victory? And death, where is your sting? The victory is in our Lord Jesus But let me make it clear for you who are listening, maybe guests, maybe regular attenders from Harmony, whoever you might be, you must download the right program in order to get uploaded to the cloud. That's what this is talking about. The coming of Jesus, two things will happen. Those who have already died will be raised from the dead. Those who are still alive cheat death in a way because they get transformed. They inherit their resurrection body on the spot. As we've been coming toward this holiday, I've been pondering some of the teaching of Jesus. He makes mention of how at the end the angels, will. and they were there at his resurrection, they're going to be there at the end. When time comes to an end, when we start to see what God really had in mind for his redeemed people, he's going to separate, the angels will help him separate what in one place called the sheep and the goat, the wheat and the chaff, there's going to be this sifting, this separating Here's the point. Jesus said in John chapter 5, this is the only outside text I'm using this morning from 1 Corinthians 15, the only outside text is John 5. John 5 tells us this, Jesus communicated that all mankind is going to be raised from the dead because of Jesus's finished work, but there will be a resurrection of the just and a resurrection of the unjust. It's definitely going to happen. And just before he makes that Oh, um, purposely designed to make you ponder where, which group I'm in. He says this, and I'll leave it on the screen for a second. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death and into life. Jesus will return. And we will pass out of that. We have passed out of death now if we've trusted him and we're going to be in that glorious resurrection of life and power. But he leaves it to us to make a choice. It's our choice to trust him, to believe this fact that we're talking about and the implications of that. It's up to us to make a decision whether we want to be his followers or not. God's intention is not that you're going to have a ghost version of you bound for some celestial Legoland. That's not what he had in mind. It's a genuine, spiritually modified body that he wants to give you that is destined not only to move through the physical world, but the spiritual world forever. A real modified you. I love that little line in the Chronicles of Narnia, after Aslan is raised from the dead, Death starts working backwards. And when Jesus rose from the dead, that started. Death started working backwards. And when I get changed and you get changed, we're going to see the fulfillment of that, working backwards to full life the way God intended it. One of those wonderful Puritans said this. Thomas Watson, think about this. We are more sure to arise out of our graves than out of our beds. We are more sure to arise out of our graves than out of our beds. I have no guarantee I'll get up in the morning tomorrow. I might die, but I have an absolute guarantee, historically proven for 2,000 years, that I'm going to rise from the dead. And you can too. If you are a believer today, rejoice. He is risen, and he is risen indeed. If you are wondering what I'm talking about, seek him out, and there'll be information on the screen at the end where you can contact us. We'd be happy to answer your questions in understanding any of this great truth about Jesus' resurrection. I'm going to close in prayer. went a little longer than I like to, but uh, we did have technical difficulties, so I trust you'll forgive me. And it is Easter Sunday. Praise the Lord, right? Let me just say this. Usually, there are two big holidays in the year, right, for churches, Christmas and Easter. This is Easter, but I'm going to steal a little Christmas music. Handel wrote The Glorious Messiah hundreds of years back, but uh, back in 90, Handel's Young Messiah was done. It even... uh, can sound pretty popular today. If you've never listened to it, I recommend it. But there's one song in there based on Handel's original. The trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. We're going to let that play after I close in prayer. If you've never heard it and you have the time, enjoy it. I am always moved when I listen to it and I think about it and sing it to myself most of the week leading up to Easter because my brothers and sisters, The trumpet will sound one day. Another radically history, life-changing event is going to happen. And it will never be the same after it. The trumpet will sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Let's pray. Bless your name, Lord Jesus, that you are the living Savior who rescued us and that what you did in the days before your death and resurrection to pay for our sins, it all worked if we will just trust you and receive you as Lord and Master. Help people who are listening to seek you out. Help your saints to be rejoicing today. We praise you in the great name of Jesus and all of God's people out there said amen and amen. God bless you. The trumpet shall sound.